0: As Brian mentioned earlier, we thought, man, it'd be a great idea just to start day one of 2023 and just talk about some things that we're excited about. And of course, this does look a little different than normal. We're going to have a panel discussion today. And what we want to mainly focus on today is how we gather and how we group. How do we gather in group as a church family so we can learn to become that unstoppable source of God's love? So that's what we're going to mainly focus on today. As Brian said, we could focus on a lot of things, but I think that'll be a good start to just share some things that we're excited about. But before we do that, I thought it'd be good to kind of introduce ourselves. Now, for some of you, because some of you guys are new and some of you have been here forever and uh, But it'd be a good reminder of some of the things that we do here at the church. So I will start, and that'll give you guys some time to think about it, OK? My name is Greg Amelong, and I started on staff back in 2007. That's 16 years ago. And whenever I started, I was like, "Man, I'm kind of a little old to be starting a new career." And now I look back, I think, I must have been like 14 years old or something, you know? I'm like, "Oh my goodness but uh i'm the uh, executive pastor here which includes all kinds of fun things like uh facilities, finances, staff and many other things but also during those 16 years i've served on the leadership team i um, really enjoyed that but previous to being on staff my family and i we've attended church here for i don't know probably 3 years or so and i remember first starting off falling in love with the church um i set this water down so I don't drop it. <laughs> I'm falling in love with the church. It was so different, and I loved it. I just loved the difference. And, and I think back about some of the things that were different that I fell in love with. And one of our core values is probably a good way to explain it, is authentic acceptance. When we first came, you know, in the door the very first time, we felt welcomed. And every day since then, we have felt welcomed. And that was just really special. You know, in January, used to, it was always about New Year's resolutions. Now it's about what's your one word, which I haven't got quite caught up with yet. But when I think about one word that would explain why I fell in love with this church and what felt so different, and that one word would be love. You know, it wasn't about rules. It wasn't about all that stuff. It was about love and how to love like Jesus. And, man, That's one of the things I love about this church today, and I hope we don't take that for granted because it is different, and it is um, really special. So enough about me. Jeremiah, tell us about you. Hi.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like Greg, I've been here quite a while, 2005. Uh, This will be 18 years, and man, as I look back uh, at pictures and different things like that, I think what happened to that little skinny guy who was here? So I like to think I gained a lot of muscle in the last 18 years. I'm we'll sure it was, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, I started coming here as an attender. Um, I'd known Brian for a long time. Craig, his brother, and I have been uh, best friends since high school. And uh, I just started coming. I was kind of at a place where I almost was giving up on the local church in a way. And uh, didn't feel like I could find a place where I could be me and just get to be me, you know? And um, so walking through these doors was, it was a a shock for me, and it took me a little while to believe it, like, is this real? And um, so I was pretty hesitant to get involved and do those kind of things, and uh, then I started volunteering a little bit with some uh, student ministry stuff. And uh, about nine months later, uh, they called me in and said, hey, would you like to leave the bank and come here and be a youth pastor? I'm like, Sure. <laughs> so I did. And that was uh, 18 years ago. And I've uh, done a lot of things along the way as a youth pastor and worship pastor. And uh, at one time pastor here at Frederictown leading with Brian in that way. And uh, the pastor at Farmington uh, over the last several years and COVID transformed a lot of things. And now uh, my role, what we call community pastor, which Uh, involves a lot of things like uh, the gatherings that we get to be a part of on a regular basis. So overseeing the gatherings and overseeing anything that kind of involves community where we get to experience community together. Um, And, of course, uh, David Kelly, who uh, is on my team, he makes many of those things possible. And I say I oversee that stuff because we have so many incredible volunteers that actually are the ones that make all that happen, and I get to lead them. And that's been a joy and an honor uh, for the last 18 years. That's wild to say that. That's
0: awesome. That's a long time. You know, I I found a couple pictures that when Jeremiah first started on staff. Jackson, can we see that first one when he first started on staff? I I think he was 14 years (laughs) old there, wasn't he? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Thanks, Jay. Yeah, he he was. Leslie, would you tell us a little bit about you?
2: Originally, and my husband's telling me my mic is not on. There, go. there we go. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, uh, so my name is Leslie Mills. I originally came to this church when I was in the sixth grade. Um, so I have grown up here. I met my husband here. I had my kids here. Um, this church has always been home base for me. This is where I fell in love with Jesus. And when I went away to college and on work assignments, wherever, this always felt like home. This was a place that supported me. And, um, you know, so when life and family brought me back to the area, and then a few years after that, I got a chance to join the staff, uh, I jumped to the chance. So I have um, I've been here on staff for like 10 and a half years now. And um, I've held just about every position imaginable, <laughs> I've lost track of how many of them. Uh, But my favorite role is probably the one I'm in right now, uh, a family pastor, and uh, that's because we are what we call an orange church, and if you're unfamiliar with that, um, you know, orange is the combination of red and yellow, and so we say that if red represents the heart of the home and yellow represents the light of the church, then when those two influences combine, we get orange, and the the life of a kid is measurably improved when the church and the home work together to actually disciple that child together that is the best chance of that child becoming a follower of jesus in their own right so i got to experience orange before we even called it that growing up in this church and my dream as family pastor is that every kid that grows up as a part of the Meadow Heights family gets a chance to go from observing and imitating the faith of their parents and their Go Kids leaders as like a preschooler to being a fully formed follower of Jesus in their own right, who's practicing their faith and owning their faith by the time they graduate high school. And along with um, Tracy Wade, our Go Kids director, and Jessica Shipman, our student director and our Huge team of volunteers in both of those areas. Um, I, that's what I get to spend my days working on.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Brian, how about you? Oh. Later. Oh, later. 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 Don't, don't, don't ruin the surprise. You go ahead now. Go ahead and put it up there. This After was Leslie. Yeah, this was Leslie in her student <laughs> ministry days. Ah, so. uh,
3: yes. Here we go. <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> oh, my and goodness. Good. I remember that kid, actually. <laughs> Part sure. of Greg's role is also to embarrass us, I guess. <laughs> hey, it's hey, of us. it is, it is. got to take that. advantage of it. Keep us in line. I think that's what it's called. Uh, I'm Brian, and uh, I've been here. i realized this week my family came here on the first Sunday of January 30 years ago today. So that's been, yes, is that crazy? Uh, for sure. Thank you. Uh, but it's so we're starting our 30th year on staff and in ministry here and serving with this incredible church family, and it's been one of the greatest uh, delights of our lives. I, I truly, as I was thinking about it this week, I thought, I'm not sure I know who I would be um, if it wasn't for the way this church family has shaped my family and me, and I'm so grateful for three decades of that, uh, that adventure, actually. I was a middle school teacher which is why I was Leslie's sixth-grade English teacher uh, for uh, many years. And when I first came here, we were bivocational, it's called. So we were doing the ministry thing part-time, youth pastor, and eventually kind of became associate pastor over about a seven-and-a-half-year stretch while I was still teaching at the middle school uh, here in Frederictown. And it was in May of 2001 that the church family said, would you come just do this for us full-time, that it became full-time. So coming up on a 22nd year of uh, serving as what we now call lead pastor. the had all different kinds of titles. We're not real big on titles here, as you know, but um, primarily what I do these days is I, I run point on the teaching team that provides our teaching on weekends. We have an incredible team of teachers that are a lot of fun to work with as we work on message series and so forth. Uh, I I probably most important contribution, frankly, is to be sure that our mission and vision and strategy always stay really clear. You know, for us, for our church family, and I love being able to give attention to that. I'm also responsible for things like leadership development and communications and small groups and things like that that I give a lot of uh, attention to over the course of uh, a week or a year. Uh, But those are the places where I, I make my contribution these days, besides, of course, ministering to people and funerals and weddings and all those other things that come with pastoring people and loving people. Uh, well through all the different stages of life but i would say that um, it's it's deeply meaningful to me to be part of a church family where so many of us have had a long tenure you know i've said i'm signing up for this ride and i want to see see this thing through and to be able to do that with these three people who have been so faithful to this church for so many years and to our lord through this church family it really is amazing, and I hope, I hope you realize how rare it is for a church to have a whole team of pastors who have this kind of uh, years under their belts because they so deeply believe in what God's doing in, in a mission in a local place. It's a rarity, and it's a beautiful thing, and I'm privileged to work with them, and I know we're all privileged to be served by them. Amen? Yeah, it really is a joy. <laughs> Thirty years. Thirty. I know. Thirty. <laughs> Believe years. me, I know. that is a long time. <laughs> it is a long time. It feels like it's gone like that, but it's a long time. Well, really,
0: on behalf of all of us and our families, yeah. thank you so much for that investment yeah, over that thirty bet. years. So it's what just a joy it's been. Really important. I know we gave him mm-hmm. around once before, but let's do it again. Thank you so much, Brian. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you. <clears throat> And, of course, I do have some photos of Brian 30 years ago. So let's check those out.
3: Nice shirt. I think we've got another one up here, too. I'm going to wear that again next week. Look at The beard's a little different color back then, isn't it? Isn't it? Lots of hair. Black hair. Right. right. Well, uh, that's good. That? 30
0: years. That's what this will do to you right, right. here. Thank you, guys. Uh, so another one of our core values is strategic simplicity. And for a core value for the church, um, simplicity doesn't work without the strategic part. Yeah. And one way that we're strategically simple around here is we ask every heitzer to gather into group. And so that's what we want to talk about this morning some. And Jeremiah, would you talk to us a little bit about the gathering piece, some things that you're excited about, or just something that you want to share about gatherings? Yeah.
1: Uh, well, like I said, when I, when I came came into um actually hello hello hello
0: no yes <laughs> we're gonna play ring around Rosie. you got it no, he doesn't.
1: one i'm just gonna use greg's mic how about i do that everybody give craig a round of applause because i'm sure it's technological difficulty <laughs> but coming here the gathering it was a unique thing for me you know and i know it is for for all of us you know this is well, what I think we would all say is when we gather together, it's important, right? Like something unique happens when we get together and when we come into this place. Uh, and God forms us in these gatherings as we gather together and we encounter God's presence together in our unique culture. And uh, I think, you know, as Greg's talking about our, our core values, this is a unique place. And that when we gather together, a lot of times, that's where we feel and sense our uniqueness, and you can see so many of these values show up in our gatherings, and it's important when we gather together. And uh, I, I know some of you guys are gathering online, and that's awesome, too. So 2020, we were all online. That was not fun, but it, it was interesting, and I'm glad we had that opportunity. But what I would hear over and over and over again is, uh, it's not the same as being in person. And something unique happens when we come together, and it's a really important thing. And when I when I think about our our worship gatherings, uh, you know, it's primarily for us, right? It's these are Heitzers, but it's also secondarily for guests and other people. We love to invite people into that culture, and for them to be able to experience this together. And um, I, I was thinking of a family that uh, now they've been uh, atten- they've been Heitzers for several years now, but when they first started coming. Uh, They had kids in elementary, middle school, and high school, and they're from the Catholic background, so our gatherings were a little bit of an adjustment for them, Uh, but what quickly happened is it moved from adjustment of difference to all of a sudden a source of strength, a source of encouragement, a place where they felt like they could belong. Uh, Not only do we get to worship together in God's presence, he's always present with us, but we get to be present together with him in one place. Uh, but also community happens, and what I've seen with that family over the years is this tight-knit community that's walked with them through some really difficult and tragic things over the last eight or nine years, and it's been a wonderful thing, and where that started was gatherings, gathering in a place like this, and when, when we say I'm over gatherings, I'm also over other gatherings that we gather, so as we watch the video, Uh, Things like barbecue and baptism, Uh, when we put round tables in here and we had breakfast together to start our summer, Um, even things we we gather, uh, family ministry, with Big Night Out, that's still a gathering where we gather together and experience community, and Guy's Night and Gals Night, and uh, things like barbecue and baptism at the park, and uh, the gathering we just had in November at the Dedica River Ranch was our fall fest. It's a lot of fun, and we get to experience community and life and just get to kind of let her hair down, and get to know each other. And it's a really awesome thing. And we had a, a young family who, uh, they just started coming, I think in probably like September or October, and they came to the Fall Fest a year ago. And that was kind of something that solidified for them. They were, they were just like, man, this was so awesome. And I think it just kind of let them gather in a different sense rather than just our worship gathering to have another gathering where we could be together and since then that family's plugged in they've got kids and go kids Uh, i think the mom actually went to camp as a leader and she volunteers in go kids and uh, it's just a wonderful thing wonderful thing in community so when we have those man Put them on your calendar. We'll be talking about more of the other gatherings that we're going to have. So put those on your calendar. Be listening for those. They're important to come to. I know you can't make them to all of them, but that's okay. And you can't always make it to this. But I will say this, because I hear this too often. If someone wasn't here, I'll talk about, hey, remember that series? They're like, yeah, I was gone for three weeks. And it's like, well, didn't you catch up? No. Like, what? It's only an hour long. You know what I mean? Like, I I am serious about this. If you miss, which is okay, because that's how life is. And if you don't get a chance to stream with us at 9 o'clock, that's okay. But make it a point to catch up on this family conversation that we had. It's one hour. We spend all kinds of times with Facebook or YouTube or watching The Office. We watch plenty of that in the evenings at our house. (laughs) Carve out some time to catch back up on a conversation with your church family. It's so important. Even if you can't gather here. Be sure you gather at some point in time in the week. Really important. Yeah. I
0: do have a question for you. It's kind of off subject, but on subject. If somebody has a prayer request or and they want the pastoral team to pray for them or if they have something going on in their life they want us to know about or um, maybe it's uh, a death in the family or something like that, how can they let us yeah, know?
1: Yeah, that's good. Uh, our app, by the way, we talk about the app at times. Our app is one really great place. Uh, many of you have our cell phone numbers and text us. That's awesome. We love to know those things. You're never bothering us unless it's on Monday. But other than that, you're never bothering us. Uh, but feel free to, to log on the app. In the app, you find everything that you need there. And there's a place on there to request prayer or uh, c- to communicate with people. And we get those things right away, and, and we... Uh, One thing that I also oversee with community pastors what we call life care. So uh, if there's death in a family, if it's loving on people, if it's making sure that as as our church family, even though you may not be able to show up there, you're represented there, whether it be cards or flowers or something that we're doing or meals that we're putting together. Uh, But we want to be able to love on our church family in those times. And sometimes we don't know because you don't let us. So let us know. If you need prayer for something, if you've got an interview going on, if you anything happened in your life, click that prayer button. Let us know, and people will immediately begin joining you in prayer. Yeah, that's a great thing, Greg. Yeah.
0: Thank you. One of my favorite things that I get to do here at the church is to lead groups. I get to lead a get real group. And I get to lead unique groups. And honestly, in the probably the last two years leading those groups, I have seen more discipleship transformation in those two years in the people that have been in those groups than I have in any other two-year period over the last 16 years. And it's just some of my closest friends have went through it, and just to see that transformation outside of the group and how they're growing has just been amazing. And I've seen that in my own life as well just leading those groups and, and going through that myself. I've seen those that transformation happening in my own life. Brian, would you talk to us about groups and just some things that you're excited about or anything yeah. you want to share about groups? You bet. Um, I think before
3: I talk about groups for a moment, let's talk about how we even get to groups. Like, why do they even matter? And to do that, I need to remind you about our, our big dream. It's really God's big dream, but uh, we're chasing it with him and saying we're going to do our part to help his dream come true. And... The way we describe what it looks like for his kingdom to come is, and the role the church plays is simply to say, we equip people to become an unstoppable source of God's love that changes our world. Every one of those words and phrases is so important. Uh, We equip people. To be an equipping church is a very different kind of church than just to run great programs, for instance, okay? Programs have their place. But if they're not tied to the actual equipping, what are we trying to get done here by having these gatherings or having groups? You know, that's a really important question. Um, And when you equip people to become, you're saying, man, we're all in on transformation. We actually believe that the Holy Spirit, uh, God's love through the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, transforms us into new people. We sang about it a while ago in one of those opening songs. It's a new year. This year we get to become newer people because of the work of the Spirit in us through uh, this church. And when we say we become an unstoppable source of God's love, we're saying that is the most important way God gets represented on the planet, is when his love flows through his people. And it's the only thing that truly affects long-lasting, eternal change, is God's love. So we've married ourselves to that dream. It's a really important idea for us. And when you understand how that functions, you'll understand how it shows up in our church family and why those things are important, like... Groups, The gatherings Jeremiah talked about, every one of those is strategic because we tie it to that. Is it helping people become? Is this one of the ways we equip? And our groups are certainly uh, a primary place where that happens. Um, we actually have gone so far as to not just say we do equipping, but we've identified 10 practices for becoming um, It's unusual, by the way, for a church to be able to tell you exactly what they mean by discipleship and to show you a plan for it to happen and to show you the tools that are used to help it happen and to even be able to name the different environments in which that happens. And when you put all of that together, that's what affects this amazing, amazing uh, transformation. God does the transforming, right? But we get to participate along the way. And so we practice becoming through these tools that we use in our various groups. You might have noticed a few minutes ago up on the screen, it went pretty quickly, but 74 people joined a group around here just in 20. 22, which is amazing, 74 people, because life is busy. It's probably never been more difficult or challenging to make time for that in our lives. And some of those will last five or six weeks. Some of them last nine or ten months. There are different levels of intensity. We do our best to try to make sure there are, there's a variety of subjects, but also days of the week and times of the day, so that there are opportunities for you to be uh, engaged with those. But for 74 people to be engaged in those groups is a pretty significant thing. And over the next few weeks, you're going to hear about the new groups that are starting. There'll be opportunities for dozens of you to start a new group as we head into 2023. And, uh, and really, they play out in five environments right now. Jackson, I think we have a slide that I gave you about... Yeah, this is, these are the different ways we can group to grow. We have Get Real Groups, uh, which is about 10 months. We have Unique, which is about nine months but that we have intentional parenting and Road Back to You and SEMBUS. A parenting group is the parenting group, of course. SEMBUS is all about marriage for married and engaged couples. And the Road Back to You is an introduction to the Enneagram, one of our tools. We introduce the, the tools that support our 10 practices for becoming show up in these group environments. And some of them, again, five or six weeks. Some of them are nine or ten months. Uh, Many of them are digital, which means you can join them wherever you are. So if it happens to be a Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, not a problem. We'll show you how to get on Zoom. You can Zoom in from wherever and be part of that group if that day and time works for you. Uh, So pay attention to all of our different channels over the next few weeks. We'll be talking about them on Sundays. And we'll give you opportunities to begin registering for a group so that you can be one of those dozens of people who who moves some things forward in your life. You see new transformation this year uh, because of a commitment you might make to a group that it could change everything for you. It's happening for a lot of people. I think about the guy who uh, was a getrow group who told me this has changed my whole life. The way I see God, the way I see other people, the way I see what it even means to be a Christ follower. And he'd been a Christian for years, but getrow real group really did make it real for him in a way he'd never experienced before. Uh, I think about the guy I had in unique group uh, in 2022 who said I've never had anybody make this investment in me. Nobody's ever helped me see through uh, some spirituals eyes so to speak why I'm here, what my life's supposed to look like, what God's dream for me might be, and she is lit up with what 2023 will look like because in 2022, she explored that through one of our groups. You made those available for her in a way she had never experienced before. Friends, that's the kind of transformation that's happening uh, in our groups, and it really is a beautiful thing to get to see up close and
0: personal. Yeah, it's really good. You mentioned something about 10 practices for becoming... Can you unpack that just for us, just a little bit? What, is that, what does that even mean, and, or why yeah. is it even important for me?
3: The, the, we won't even go into it in depth, but again, Jackson, we've got two or three slides. We'll just put them up here. But uh, what, I will, what I will help you see is that they fit into three buckets. Uh, three of the practices help us learn from Jesus. And we, we, we kind of say these are the me practices. This is kind of like me and God, how I see God, where I notice him at work, how I'm able to discern what the Spirit's up to, and how do I surrender to all of that. Uh, then we have three practices that are in the we bucket, so to speak. These are the ones that help us love like Jesus. So if this love of God is transforming me, how does that overflow into the we and show up in my relationships uh, in very practical ways? And the tools we have for this help improve all of our relationships, our marriage, our kids, our friends, people we work with and they are, live next to. And then the final bucket is the live as Jesus bucket. So we learn from Jesus, we love like Jesus, we live as Jesus, as if Jesus were me. If Jesus lived in Missouri, and he were starting the new year in Missouri on the first day of 2023, what would Jesus live like in my life, in your life? That's the real question. And this one helps us live as Jesus, we say, in the 573. So there's me, we and the 573, and beyond, but it's how does, how does that show up in my real life? Four of our 10 practices fall into that bucket, and we have tools that help us bless our neighbor and live by design and those sorts of things, so that, again, these ideas that are great ideas that Christianity has been tending to for more than 2,000 years, they actually become workable, practical, transforming things in your real life. That's what the 10 practices are designed to accomplish. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Leslie, you, you lead our family ministry, and family ministry. We we also are strategically simple in the way that we, we gather and we group in family ministry as well. Share with us. Take a few minutes. Share some things that you're excited about for family ministry coming up this winter, fall, spring. It's winter, spring, summer, then fall. Right. So let's not get to fall yet. But some things you're excited about.
2: Yeah, we won't go into fall yet. Um, so first, I just want to reiterate some of what what Brian said because uh, part of this orange partnership uh with with families and church working together like guys we i can't overstate the impact of the home um when the people who these kids and students see every single day are growing and practicing these things that is the best opportunity for a kid or a student to get to grow themselves when they're seeing it every single day so uh if you want to help your kid or student that you love level up their faith in 2023 figure out how to prioritize being in one of these groups this year for you because as you grow they will they will Um, in the process one of the ways we partner with you is that we're taking a fresh look at all of our family ministry environments and saying how can we integrate those with what we're doing in the larger life of the church and with things like these 10 practices for becoming how can kids at age appropriate stage appropriate way begin to practice some of this Um, So, some of the things we have coming up. Uh, First of all, if you are not in our Meadow Heights Families Facebook group, um, please see me... Tracy, Jessica, contact one of us. We'll figure out how to get you connected. That's one of the best ways to make sure that you don't miss anything that's coming up. It's also uh, every year at Christmas with Go Kids, we've used this for several years, uh, to connect people, to be able to pray for each other and and prompt for some activities that we're all doing in our homes, but together separately. And uh, we want to extend that throughout the rest of the year and also to our student families. So uh, if you're not a part of that group, I really want to encourage you to be a part of that. Um, In terms of our regular programming, of course, we have Go Kids during all of our gatherings. That's from ages birth through fifth grade, and that is always age and stage appropriate uh, curriculum where they learn about Jesus and his character and his love. Um, And then for our students, this year we've been experimenting with what we call first and third Wednesdays. So those are, um, shockingly, on the first Wednesday and the third Wednesday of every month. It's been real confusing. But uh, <laughs> basically how this breaks down is on those first Wednesdays, we are all getting together. All of our students are across the um, Meadow Heights family. It, this rotates back and forth between Farmington and Fredericktown. And it's a large group environment, prioritizes fun and connection. It's great opportunity for a new student to meet some people and some leader and experience just a taste of what small group connection uh, can look like for them as a student. And then on the third Wednesday, um, that's our small group night. So we meet uh, simultaneously. Currently, we have groups in the Farmington area and the Fredericktown area. And those happen at the same time on the third Wednesday. And they have a little hangout time. But then they spend most of the time broken up into small groups where they discuss faith conversations, pray together, support each other in what's going on in their lives. Um, and one of the things I've loved this year is that we've worked really hard to integrate our 10 practices for Becoming. So, like, on first Wednesdays, we've introduced a practice, and we start to talk about it a little bit, but then we really unpack that in our small groups on that third Wednesday, and uh, I heard from a parent the first month that we did this, and she was so excited because they drive a pretty decent way for him to be a part of this, and her son comes home, and he's like, she's a Get Real group Grad, by the way, Um, he's like, Mom, we talked about how God is, like, always present and at work, and we have to learn to notice him, like, in everyday life. Isn't this that stuff you're always trying to tell me about? <laughs> 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 yes, it is. And she gets this opportunity to share what she's learning and what he's learning. And I love that. We want to see more of that stuff. Um, and then uh, another thing that we're piloting that goes along uh, this, this lines, we actually have our first student get real group happening right now. It's a small but mighty group, and I am telling you, it is, like, my favorite part of my week. Uh, I got off the call this week on Thursday night, and I was so excited I couldn't even, like, sleep. And I was battling the flu most of the week, so that was impressive. Um, This group and the way that they, they, most of them have grown up here, and the way they have a sophisticated understanding of how God loves them, how he meets them in reality, and how he helps them grow is, it blows my mind. And to get to see their heart for other people, to experience that love of God as well, it, just, it is the best part of my week. I love it. Um, so we that's kind of our regular programming events that we have coming up. We have a unique primer uh, for students. We're going to trial a weekend retreat format for that. So Brian talked about... The unique group where you learn uh, more about God's dream for you and how he created you. We're going to trial that in a weekend format for students where they can explore that. High school students specifically. And then... um, of course, in May, we have some family events. It's graduation time, and we use that as a chance to celebrate anybody moving into a new phase. So our kids who are going to start kindergarten who are moving into sixth grade, uh, high school, and, of course, our graduates. Uh, we're going to celebrate that again on the, t- the 21st of May and um, also be able to pray for and resource our parents who are entering those new phases of life, too. Uh, and normally around that time, we also do parent-child dedication, but we're going to switch that up a little this year. So uh, rather than uh, families who have a new uh, kid who joins the family in whatever way, uh, waiting until one day of the year that they hope works for them, And it may be like you have a kid in June. You have to wait until May to dedicate your kid. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to find ways uh, to do those in uh, moments in regular gatherings. And so you're going to see those pop up more often. And maybe it'll just be a baby or two or a a newly adopted kid. And I'm really excited about us not waiting until one day a year to resource new families and to express our commitment to them as they begin this parenting journey. Um, And then, of course, we have our summer camps after that. That's always a big part of our year, and if you're a parent, you should have already gotten the camp dates announcements, Uh, but those went live this morning, like minutes ago on the app. All the camp registrations are live. You can look there. If you have a kid from like third grade now through senior in high school, we have a camp environment for them. Uh, You can take a look on the app. You may have to refresh it if you've opened it recently. Uh, We have all the dates and location info and the ability to uh, register for that Live on the app right now, and new this year, uh, we're doing a student mission trip for upperclassmen, which I'm super excited about. I got to experience that when I grew up here, and it changed my life. And so uh, that will be application only, but you can request information uh, for that right now on the app. So yeah,
0: awesome. Thank you, thank you guys. I better check the time because we do have another gathering we got to get to. So let me check the time. Right now. <laughs> Ten oh four, woo wee! Yes, okay. You're gonna have to make this fast, Brian. <laughs> I'm gonna ask Brian to give us a challenge to close out this day, and just—I love a good challenge. I love New Year's resolutions. I love goals. I love all that stuff. So, would you give us a challenge for this year in a minute or less? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know,
3: One pastor can a lot of time to put four pastors on the platform at <laughs> once, that's apparently a time suck. Um, I think maybe the best challenge I could give all of us um, is summed up in one question, do I really want this? If there, if there were one question that we could just send you with and say, just let that sit with you for the next 365 days and keep asking yourself that question over and over, what do I want? You might be amazed at what you notice. Um, especially if you add the the one word at the end we like to add, which is, what do I want more? (laughs) Right? Because uh, life's going to happen to all of us and most of it's going to be unavoidable. And we have no idea what the highs and lows may be in another 365 days. We're just on day one. But along the way, I promise you, friend, you're going to have the chance to answer that question so many times. Because there will be moments where you're You're dealing with tension. And often those are two good things. (laughs) It's this good thing or it's this thing. And the more you ask the question, and what we often say in Get Real groups is get your wanter on the table, the more you'll actually pay attention to the choices you had all along that you were missing the whole time. Do I want to learn from Jesus? Do I really want to love like Jesus, even whenever that's not my first impulse, even whenever that's not real easy with that person that I feel like I'm being prompted to love right now, even if this is not convenient? Do I really want to live as Jesus in my community when it costs me something, when it's a sacrifice, when it's an investment, when there's a trade-off, and I don't, I don't like the trade-off, what do I want more? That's the question all of us will have to answer many times in 2023. Now, starting with me, I wrestle with that question all of the time, but I will tell you, Asking myself that question regularly has helped me get way more honest about what's actually going on whenever I can name that <laughs> with that question. So that would be the question that I would probably give you if I were to keep it short and sweet. What do I want? What, what do I want more? What do I really want this year? But if I could um, share a couple of verses of Scripture with you. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, maybe the thing that the four of us would uh, really like to say to you today is, uh, Paul says to the Corinthian church, follow my example just like I follow Christ. <laughs> That's a little scary sometimes whenever we're trying to say we want to model some things that we hope can help pave the way for you to follow Jesus. But when you're in a group and people are sharing and they're engaging, when you're at one of our gatherings, whenever your students are in a gathering or a group, just remember everything we're doing is to say all of us together are really rising up to say, follow us as we follow Christ. Amen? If we're going to live in the way of Jesus, (laughs) learn from him, love like him, live as him, we're really saying to the world, honestly, follow us. We're kind of in touch with Jesus. We kind of have some idea of who he is and what he's up to. Follow us as we follow Christ. Not because we're perfect at it, but because Jesus is worth it. Amen? And if there were a prayer that we would pray for you, it would be a prayer that the Apostle Paul prays for the Ephesian church. It's one of my favorite passages of Scripture, and it might be just a good way for us to end our time today is for me to simply pray this prayer for each member of the Meadow Heights family, those of you on site, those of you online this weekend. I think this would be a beautiful prayer for 2023. I pray that you would be rooted and established in love that you may have power to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And I pray that you would profoundly know this love that surpasses knowledge and that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen. What a beautiful prayer that is. And that's the invitation. The invitation is, um, if I want it, I can get it. Uh, somebody I read this past week said, you c- the bad news is you can't have today what you didn't start yesterday. <laughs> the good news is you can have tomorrow what you're willing to start today. So I don't know what January 1st of 2024 will look like for you, But it will certainly, the the choices you start making on January 1st, 2023 will have a big impact on what January 1st, 2024 has for you, because this is how it works. We train, we become. And it's so much better than just trying harder, which is what religion and church often tells everybody. Just try harder. and Instead of the invitation that God actually gives us is, why don't you just train better, find a tribe to do it with. Let me do the transforming. You can't do that anyway. I'll do the changing. You just come along for the ride and participate. Boy, if we would start some of those things this year, imagine what next year might be like. What do you want? What do you want more? Take that question into every day of this year, all right? And then next week, uh, come back, we're going to start a new series, which is a great New Year series, really, uh, called Savor and Shine. And what we're really going to do is we're going to keep tracking with Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. We've actually made a, a longer-term choice, We did the Beatitudes uh, in the fall called Seriously Jesus, and uh, man, that was such good stuff. And Jesus does such amazing work in just those three chapters uh, of the New Testament where he has his most famous sermon where he's really telling us how to be a good human. That's what Jesus is saying. If you want to be a good human the way God always dreamed, this is what it would look like, he's saying. And so we're just going to sit with that. We may take a break for like a Christmas series like we did and so forth, but we may be in the Sermon on the Mount for the next year or two. I don't know. But we're going to start with four weeks for the rest of January next Sunday called Savor and Shine. What does salt and light even mean and look like? So we'll talk about that for a few weeks. Come back, bring a friend with you. And uh, let's have a great new year together. Amen? Amen. Amen. We love y'all. Can't wait for the adventure that God will write on those unwritten pages today uh, through this church family. Y'all are dismissed. Go start.